Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What's going on? This is Coach Leaves bringing you episode 9 of Coach Talk. Uh, today is Thursday. It's the day before the walkthrough. Last full speed practice to get prepared for the game on Saturday versus Bergen Catholic. And it's a very interesting day to me. Always a very important day in the week. Um, but I think that that with some teams, you know, you get to the day before the walkthrough, you had your first two to three days of full padded, full speed practice. You know, generally the first two days for us this week, it was three days of install uh, because we have an extra day playing Friday last week. Now we play Saturday this week. Uh, but usually the, the, in, the install is done at this point. You get two days out from the game. You're done installing new stuff. You know what the game plan is. You know what the scheme is. And now today is all about execution. And we actually call it day of X, day of execution. And it's it's all team periods, you know, special teams, offense, defense, going against the look we're going to see. And everything's about being perfect. And, you know, like I said, there's nothing new. But I think that with every team, it's human nature to kind of want to relax on this day. You feel like your work is done. All right, you know, a lot of teams don't go full pads. We will be full pads today, but I've been in a lot of, in a lot of programs where, you know, it's just uppers on this day. And, and those little things, you know, you know there's not, there's not a full indie period. All these things with practice being a little bit different, uh, you know, I think kids tend to relax a little bit. And that's it's crucial for us that we don't, that we have a great day. Uh, that we have a, a really high energy day, really focused day, and try to be perfect with our execution. But more than anything, we have to compete. We just can't let our foot off the gas. And we, you know, I don't know. We'd be crazy to think that we're good enough at this point, or we've done our work, or we can settle. That's absolutely not the case. So I think it's key for us to be a mature football team. Our leaders need to step up and set the tone. As coaches, we need to set the tone, bring energy. Yes, we want to focus. Yes, we want things to be flawless. But more important than anything is that we need to compete at a game speed level and continue to build that tempo and build that mindset going into the game. Uh, and, and, you know, this this kind of issue or this, this concern, you know, always brings me back to the different ways of structuring practice during the week. And when I was at Rutgers uh, under Coach Flood, he he kind of adopt, adopted the uh, system that, that Chip Kelly was known for starting, where we had a walkthrough. We, you know, you play Saturdays in college. So we had a walkthrough on Thursday. And then on Friday, the day before the game, it would be back into, you know, like a, a, an uppers practice, but a real full practice where you're going, you know, thud contact with, with team, meaning that you're going to fit people up, you're going to hit, you're just not bringing people to the ground. And you, and you would do full speed live periods. Uh, you know, the day before the game. And I think the the purpose of that, you know, seemingly is is to, you know, kind of build the tempo back up going into the game where you take a day on Thursday to let your bodies recover. You know, that that's, like I said, by that point, the game plan's in. There's nothing new. So let's walk through the entire game plan. And we used to have at Rutgers, like, you know, an 80, 90 play walkthrough on offense where 
we'd go through every situation. We'd have two drives from a coming out situation, like, you know, backed up inside the, you know, your own five. Uh, we'd have, you know, a third down period. We would have a drive series where we start on the minus 25 and we drive all the way down the field and have situations for, for each. And you're walking through these plays and kind of letting the kids, you know, walk through the plays in their mind, um, really slow things down so they can work out the finer details, but also walk through the situations. And, you know, you're not, it's not full speed, you know, it's third and eight and everything's kind of chaotic. You can really take a second, take a deep breath and think about, you know, what you need to do to execute in this situation. You know, we're down by 12 and we score a touchdown. Um, you know, do we go for two or go for one? You know, if you're, then you could, and so now you're down five after you score, you know, things like that. There's a lot of uh, different nuances I think you can get accomplished on this day. You do that generally on the day before the game as well. But I kind of like that. I kind of understand the concept of, you know, doing your walkthrough two days out and then kind of building everything back up and having a full speed practice the day before the game. I think the key to that is that you you can't let that Friday now be a lazy day. Just like today can't be a lazy day. You can't. It's even more human nature to the day after a walkthrough think that my work here is done. You know, I think the key to whether whatever whichever model you, you decide to choose for us, we walk through the day before, you know, at Rutgers, Chip Kelly. We walked through two days before and then came back with a full speed practice the next day. You know, I think no matter what you choose, the, the key is to make sure that this day today or, you know, the day after the walkthrough, day before the walkthrough, depending on the system, is full speed and it's competitive and we're getting after each other and everything's focused. Um, and, you know, I know I generally side with, with Ralph Friedgen. You know, he's obviously been a close mentor of mine and a huge part of the sideline hustle. He hated the way we did it at Rutgers. He didn't like the, the he liked the 80 play walkthrough, didn't like the practice, the way we practice on Friday before the game. And I think that's the key. I don't know that you know, the, the, the system or the structure of each week makes a huge difference. I think the key is this day today, this half speed, uh, you know, half padded practice enforcing, you know, full speed and enforcing competitiveness. So I think it's, it's an interesting topic for us as coaches. I think it's something that I don't know what, what the right answer is. I can't say that one answer is better than the other. I, I see the merit in, in doing a walkthrough on Thursday and then now ramping it back up the day before the game. Um, but I've also, you know, for most of my career, been doing it in this structure where today is your your half padded, you know, maybe not full contact practice, but it's your day of execution. It's your day where you're getting everything right at full speed. And I just think you can't let the competitiveness go soft. You can't let the scout team think that their work is done or they have to go easy. And you can't let the offense think that this is a jog through. This is a hundred percent. Let's get right and let's compete today. And, and that's that's what we need today. It has to be a great day for us to win this game on Saturday. And, and we say it all the time, but you know, win the game during the week. I think the work we put in from Sunday through Friday is going to win us this game on Saturday. And then the rest of it is just, just us executing and going out there and doing our job. Um, so you know, that's that's the big focus for today. On to Q&A, um, I asked a question on the uh, Instagram story, asked people to send in some questions, and I got a good one from, from Alejandro. He said, what would your number one advice be for receivers coaches who are just starting out? And I thought this was a great question, and I think the, the biggest thing I can recommend is for you to to listen and learn. Don't, like, I think as a first-year coach or, or a young coach, you tend to want to, you be a little, you're a little self-conscious. So you tend to want to pretend you have all the answers or act like you have all the answers and, and you know, just, just put on a front that you know what you're doing. And, and I think it's okay to not know and it's okay to humble yourself and just learn. Find teachers that you look up to, who you respect, you like the way they do things and learn the nuances of their systems and don't act like you haven't figured out or don't settle on one way or another until you've tasted a lot of different ways of doing it. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm so blessed with the people that I was able to learn the game of football from. 
uh, starting with the wide receivers coach who's now at UConn, who was at Albany my first year, Aaron Smith. He was unbelievable. He was teaching me how to be a professional and taught me a lot of the basics of wide receiver play. The way to handle myself was a big thing I learned from him. And then I worked for Anthony Campanelli at Rutgers and Ben McDaniels at Rutgers, who's Josh McDaniels' younger brother, as wide receivers coaches. And Ben taught me really the nuances of the technique. He learned from P.J. Fleck, who I talk about a lot, uh, who was at Minnesota, and just taught me every detail of the position, all the all the different break points, the hand combats, the strategies of the line of scrimmage. I learned from him. And then Coach Campanelli, Anthony Campanelli, who's the, the defensive coordinator at Boston College now, He's the greatest motivator I've ever been around, and, and I've never met anyone who can get more out of his kids than Coach Camp can, and, and a guy who loves his kids more than Coach Camp. So I, I was able, lucky, lucky enough to learn three different ways of teaching. Uh, I, I learned, and then you know, obviously working for Coach Friedgen, it wasn't specifically receivers, but as a coach, learned learned how to be, you know, how to really, you, you understand why he's a Hall of Famer. You just see the way he works, the, the the attention to detail. I think is probably the greatest thing with Coach Friedgen that I learned how every little thing matters and it's all important. Um, but, but, you know, it was just uh, learning from all these different guys and also going to clinics, talking to other receivers, coaches and realizing, all right, I like this, what you're saying. I don't like what you're saying. And just kind of sit back and don't act like you have to have all the answers, take in as much information as possible, listen to what people have to say, and then you can make a decision on your own, what you want to implement into your own system. I think I've, like I said, been blessed to have great teachers, but I've also pulled little things from each guy to make this system my own. Um, and I give all credit to them. I would be I would be nothing as a receivers coach if it wasn't from the people that that took the time to take me under their wing and teach me the game and teach me how to become a coach and how to manage kids. Um, so I'm blessed that I've had that kind of mentorship. Um, but but you know I, I also think that it, I'm grateful for the fact that I was a GA at Rutgers and not a position coach right away because I was able to just sit back and learn. My job at Rutgers was not wasn't to coach the kids on the field necessarily. It was to do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, and that allowed me to sit back in meetings and just listen and learn. It allowed me to sit back on the field while I'm helping with the drill and just listen and learn and take notes. And then once I left Rutgers, came to Wesleyan, I was really able to build a culture of my own, build a system of my own that now I feel very confident. You know, I went there, we set we set a bunch of records at Wesleyan, built the family, built the family again here at Bosco. I, I feel good about the way the receivers are playing here at Bosco. So now I feel pretty confident in what I know, the system I have and how to implement it. But it took time and it took a lot of patience of just listening and being humble and and trying to grab as much great detail from from every individual coach that I could and and it might be a tidbit here and there or it might be a whole philosophy like I got from some of the guys at Rutgers but the more you can listen the more you can learn I think the better you'll set yourself up for success going forward and then once you feel good about it let it let it rip and and love your kids hard and and coach them as hard as you can every single day uh so that's all I got episode nine of coach talk this is Thursday I'll see you guys tomorrow Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Everybody reach. Everybody reach. Everybody reach. Everybody reach.
Yeah. Stop. Stop.